Does Shazam! Fury of the Gods connect to the new DCU status quo? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. This is a show where we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic books, uh, Shazamleys, uh, and more. Uh, I am your host, DJ Wildridge. With me, as always, is Roxy Stryer. Hello, Roxy. Hello, DJ. Oh, my goodness. We're excited to talk about the next installment of the DC current DC Universe, Shazam. Will it continue on to the next one? Open question. Uh, we'll, we, we'll suss it out. We're gonna figure it out, um, and uh, but before we do that, a little business up top. If you want to listen to this show early, ad free, or watch it live, uh, where you can comment in the chat, you can do that over at Patreon.com/slash/OnlyStupidAnswers. There's also Patreon exclusive shows like What We're Into and Spiderversity, and a new one I'm working on with Sal. Uh, but you gotta uh, you gotta be over in the Patreon to find that one. Um, and of course, if you listen to us on Spotify every week, we ask you a question. Last week's question is, what is your favorite horror comedy? Ray Alvarez said Cabin in the Woods and American Psycho come to mind. Uh, if what we do in the shadows counts, then that. I don't know that I, this is DJ talking, I don't know that I count American Psycho as a horror comedy. It is a satire. I don't know comedy. Yeah, we kind of went over that last week yeah. about, I have a hard time with that too. Yeah, it was, but, but, I, but, but I do respect it. Um, uh, Yeshu Wazalewski says Tucker and Dale versus evil is not only my favorite horror comedy, but is one of my all time favorite movies. And bookworm says if uh, the story I've heard is true about scream three, having to change their script so close to filming due to Columbine, it makes sense that it was the weakest ready or not. And happy death day are their favorite uh, horror comedies so that came from the, the scream three references. The fact that we're talking about scream six. I also want to let you all know if you missed uh Hellbent on Kickstarter, uh, don't fear not. You can go over to hellbentcomicbook.com and click a little link, and it'll take you over to a pre-order store. You can pre-order it on Backer Kit. If you did back it, uh, stay tuned. In a couple of weeks, you'll be getting our your Backer Kit survey, so keep an eye out for those. And if you uh, were one of the drawn-in perks, I've already sent you emails to get your pictures, so you can be drawn into the comic. Uh, please and thank you. Um, and now we're going to go over to some news. Oh, my goodness. We've got some uh, exciting news to talk about. Roxy. Did you watch the Oscars this year? I did actually, DJ. I wanted to ask you that question because you know I'm obsessed with award shows. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. the Oscars. I was sitting there thinking, I feel like DJ's not going to watch all of this, but chunks. None. Haven't seen any of it. Yeah, I Jay. just, I do, I check the thing. Listen, unless you tell me somebody slapped somebody else, I'm not tuning in. Um, so uh, I will say, going online after, it was like, wait. Did the Oscars do good this year? Were the, uh, did the Oscars make good decisions? <laughs> I think that they did a really good job. I actually loved the award ceremony this year. There was a couple of things that, of course, I didn't agree with. But in general, I feel like this is exactly what the Oscars should be, which is like uh, a celebration of film and awarding people who deserve to be awarded for their participation in their film for the year. Yeah. It, it lacked a slap. It lacked a, a La La Land debacle. It lacked all of the things that I'm sure people who tuned in were hoping for, yeah. except for me, <laughs> who just wanted like a nice award show. You and the people putting the show on. The yes. pe they also were probably like, oh, fuck, nailed it. <laughs> totally, totally. 
Okay, let's go through a couple. Well, you, wait, you said some things you don't agree with off the top of your head. Wait, what um, can you? So is you it, know, does it have everything to do with uh, Marcel Vachel? No, no Marcel yeah, Vachel. Well, first of all, first of all, it's not. When I say don't agree, I feel like I look at the Oscars differently than most people on the internet. Yeah. I no part of me doesn't think Pinocchio deserved to win Best Animated Feature. That's very good. I, I just would have voted for Marcel. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and say Pinocchio doesn't deserve it. Pinocchio wouldn't have had my vote, yeah. but that doesn't mean it doesn't deserve it. Yeah. Uh, that's how art works, you know, where you can think two things. One thing affects you more than another thing, but yeah. they both deserve praise and recognition. Um, so for the most part, that's kind of how I feel about some of the awards. Like for me, I um, I don't know that I would have given Jamie Lee Curtis the Oscar for this, per- for this performance. Yes. I love her. Yeah. I think she deserves an Oscar. Yes. And I am not upset that she won. I think that Stephanie Sue, if we're going to have somebody from Everything Everywhere win, I think that um, Stephanie's performance was the more powerful, um, challenging performance. Because it's also technically multiple performances in the same move. It's just, it's trickier. It's more challenging. It's more meaningful to the movie. But like you, it's like, well, Jamie Jamie Lee Curtis, it's it's one of those where it's like, okay, well, you're giving it to Jamie Lee Curtis just for the breadth of her career. And this is an excuse to do it now. Right. So I'm not upset about that. You know, I'm, I think Angela Bassett also put on an unbelievable performance, Yes. Um, but I'm, I'm not upset that Jamie Lee Curtis won also because she seems like such a fucking great human who celebrates everybody posts about everybody is in everybody's corner. So it's like, and and when you look at her, she's an Oscar worthy actress. Mm -hmm. So I just, when I say there's things I don't agree with, probably, Either Angela or Stephanie would have had my vote in that category, yes. um, but I'm not upset about it. And um, same thing with for Best Picture. I preferred The Fablemans to Everything Everywhere All at Once. Mm-hmm. I am glad that Everything Everywhere All at Once won. It's a much cooler choice to win than The Fablemans, which is oh. just like another Hollywood movie about Hollywood. Yeah, and also um, let's give Spielberg another award. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you know that just like certain awards that I'm like. While I don't think that that was the best, mm-hmm. it is one of the best, and I totally get why it won. So to me, this year, there was nothing egregious. It wasn't like, like what the – how dare you set up the, – so the last award looks like it's going to go to Chadwick, and it mm-hmm. doesn't, like, you know, <laughs> things that are, like, just wildly disrespectful. Um, the only things that were egregious were – people's responses on the internet like people responding that angela bassett needs to fix her face because she looked upset about jamie lee curtis that was disgusting it was both sexist and racist and like just has no place here um people being so upset about hugh grant's interview which was like totally mediocre and fine Mm -hmm. there's there's just like a lot of loud reactions to the internet trying to make one of these events the slap and it's like but no slap took place Mm -hmm. so stop screaming yeah yep you guys are reacting like something happened and nothing happened. Yeah, it can just be um, like we could just we could just have a good time celebrating movies. Yeah, and I did. I watched by myself cheering in my bedroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I love since I was a little little girl. It's one of my the Emmys is my favorite and the Oscars is my second favorite. 
it's like the best nights of the year for me. I love celebrating art. I've wanted this my whole life. And mm -hmm. so seeing other people get their flowers, I just, I love it, DJ. Well, listen, I love that you love it. I'm happy for everybody that won. Uh, it's, it kind of blows my mind that everything every wall once won all the awards. I loved it. But normally, that's the kiss of death. For if I love the movie, the Academy isn't going to even nominate it. Um, uh, Uncut Gems didn't win shit at the Academy Awards. Um, but uh, uh, good for them. Uh, great movie. It was one of the few. Brendan Fraser, we should also mention. Uh, um, wait. Amazing speech. Amazing. Wait, who was he? I, ju I literally just closed the whale thing. yeah i know but who was up somebody was up against him and i was like i probably would have it, it's again it's one of those like brendan fraser deserves it but People i probably like, uh, awful truthfully I, austin butler's is a trickier performer like listen brendan fraser's really good in the well and i'm like a lot of people actually like the whale i enjoy is the wrong word i thought it was a well-made movie uh fucking I, I didn't even particularly like elvis but his performance in it is what makes the movie. Like, you know what I mean? He did so. a good job. He did. Austin Butler did a really good job. I think a lot of people oftentimes are deserving of winning. Yeah. You know, like that there's going to be multiple people. That's why they're all nominated. Yeah, but and, and but but to your point, if you were like if if you ask BJ who of the of the male performances here who probably as a an achievement what was the biggest achievement in acting? It's like, I would probably Elvis. You know what I mean? Who would you, if the, if you were handed the ballot, who would you write for? Well, Brendan Fraser. I mean, come, I mean, it's Brendan Fraser. Come on, man. <laughs> give the dude, let's give him, let's, you know, let's give it to him, man. He's earned it. Anyway, um, and other more superhero -y news, um, uh, everybody, I don't know if you saw this, Roxy. Everybody went with the same headline for this one. James Gunn gives James Gunn the hires James Gunn <laughs> to direct uh, Superman Legacy. Obviously, this has been. Something Why did I think we already knew this? We already. Well, here's the one that blew my mind. I was seeing reports of like James Gunn is writing Superman Legacy. It's like, yeah, we we knew that that we've known that for months. That we've known for months. The question, the open question, is whether he would direct it or not. And. My concern. And I kind of assumed he would. I, 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 and Peter Safran also know. kind of assumed that he would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just people were like, whoa. And I was like, we know he's producing. We know he's writing. We know he's talked about being interested in directing projects. Mm -hmm. This is not that big of a leap. I'm not saying it was, it's my first choice. Yeah. But again, like the, the shock waves. Yeah. yeah. Huh. I, well, I think it's. I think the shockwaves is from that. Based on his prior output, I would not put James Gunn as the top of my list to direct a Superman movie. That said, um, I probably I did a tweet about this too. I probably would thinking back on it. I probably would have said the same thing about Sam Raimi. Like, wait, fucking Evil Dead guy's gonna do a Spider Man movie, uh, and his his Spider Man movie is still one of my all time favorite superhero movies of all time. Um, and so, and also James Gunn did a very lovely post about what this project means to him um, and uh, his realization that the movie comes out on the birthday of his father who passed away. And there's a connection there with him to that, to this project. And it really made me think, because I guess my, my thought was, I hope James Gunn is coming here trying to make a Superman movie and not a James, like not make super, Superman star in a James Gunn movie, um, if that makes sense. And it sounds like he's doing 
the former. He's trying to. He's switching up his style. He's gonna. Uh, it sounds like he understands the character and he's gonna do something true to the character. And we'll see. I'm very interested to see it. What What about you, Roxy? Uh, I think that there's no name, no person, no thing you could attach to a Superman movie that I wouldn't be excited to see. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it doesn't give like a lot of credit for me to say I'm excited to see it because like Tommy Wiseau it, directing Superman. I'd be excited to see it. You know, uh, you, like I get it. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> it's a Superman movie. So yeah. you're either excited to see it as in like, I think it's going to be good. I'm stoked to see it. Or you're excited to see it like intrigued to see how this goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see it. Um, I, I'm wondering, how do I not spoil this? Uh, okay. Based on Shazam, um, <laughs> and other things that we've been seeing, I am wondering how in, how into James Gunn, James Gunn is. And how much James Gunn believes in James Gunn, like okay. how that's going to affect the future of the DC. Like, can can you elaborate on that idea when you say how much does James Gunn believe in himself? Like to me, it feels like James Gunn feels like James Gunn is the answer for DC. Oh, and that might be a problem. I don't know mm. if he if he's great. He is the answer. Yes. Um, what it doesn't feel like as of this moment is James Gunn believes that he is the Kevin Feige of the DC. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like he thinks he is the DC. Which has proven um, to not that necessarily um, Zack Snyder perceived himself this way, but his fans definitely did. And that has proven problematic right. for this brand before. <laughs> right. And if, if James Gunn is, like if Superman is amazing and if the first couple of things to come out are stellar, then who gives a shit that it's a little like self-indulgent of him? Um, all people do this. You know, we just heard that Taika is doing this with Star Wars, casting yeah. himself in Star Wars and all that. So I'm not ner- I'm not nervous about it yet, but it is interesting to watch James Gunn uh appoint himself to be the savior of dc you know yeah. what i mean does yeah, that make any sense it does it does make sense and i hope i hope what it is is that i hope what is hesitant excuse me his hesitancy illustrates is that he doesn't perceive it that way he doesn't want to come in as that person however this project means enough to him that he's he's gonna do it as opposed to like don't worry everybody i got this because you're right if he delegated it like, think about how excited we would be if it was like, oh, guess what? The Daniels are going to direct this, the Superman right. movie. It's like, oh, right. my God. You know what I mean? And then it shows a, uh, an ability to delegate. like To delegate, which he has not shown yet. And he's not only has he not shown it, but I'm just going to jump ahead for a second, DJ, because yep. the reason I wanted to bring this up is because I do think it's relevant to this conversation is this week yep. we heard Ben Affleck. Well, rewind to 2022 <laughs> where James Gunn said, I'm in talks with Ben Affleck to direct a movie yeah. for us. Ben Affleck, we just have to figure out the right project. Yeah. Um, fast forward to this week in which James uh, and Ben Affleck was asked about it. And he said, I would not direct something for James Gunn's DC. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. So I'm starting to wonder, which again, I'm not like panicked or freaked, but I'm starting to wonder what conversations is Gunn actually having? Mm-hmm. 
and what conversations is God not having and thinking that like, oh, of course, like that he's hearing about and just kind of speaking about the way that Ben Affleck, like he doubled down, tripled down and was like, I'm absolutely not doing this. Yeah. And but Gunn had said he was doing it. So did they have a conversation and that made Ben Affleck change his mind, mm-hmm. which is worrisome? Or did they never have a conversation and Gunn said they did worrisome? Or is Ben Affleck not telling, is this a swerve? You know, like. Yeah. Uh, and also, but he also said, uh, quote, nice guy, sure he's going to do a great job, which depending on the inflection he had when he said it could mean, it could mean different things. Uh, but I did like what he said about like, because uh, part of this discussion, he, he was kind of like, yeah, making Justice League was miserable for a variety of reasons. It's not like, just the whole thing. Yeah. He, he was very diplomatic about it. And it was just a whole like personal tragedies of the whole thing. And he was just like, man, basically I'm going to paraphrase this. Cause I don't have the quote in front of me. I'm not getting any younger. Uh, I'm not, I don't want to stand around in this fucking suit and do this fucking shit. Like, I don't want to, I yeah, want to, <laughs> I got you. This is what he said. Uh, I was going to direct Batman and justice league made me go. I'm out. I never want to do any of this again. I'm not suited. That was the worst experience I've ever seen in a business, which is full of some shitty experiences. It broke my heart. There was an idea of someone, Joss Whedon, coming in like, I'll rescue you and we'll do 60 days of shooting and I'll write a whole thing around what you have. I've got the secret. And it wasn't the secret. That was hard. And I started to drink too much. I was back at the hotel in London. It was either that or jump out the window. I thought, I don't want to participate in this in any way. I don't want to squander any more of my life, of which I have a limited amount. Yeah. And and it's and I I I get the and he talks about like missing his family and stuff like that. So it's like, yeah, man, I'm yeah, gonna fucking, about being hot in the suit, sweating. Yeah, just, like, it's like I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna I'm going to be I'm under this based on this, I'm gonna assume air filmed around Los Angeles where he could or wherever his family is, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, man, it's the same reason Darren Aronofsky didn't do the Wolverine. He's like, I'm not I don't wanna be the fuck away in away from my family in Japan for six months. Fuck that shit. Um I fucking respect it. Uh, I, I, uh, and, and it's not, and I, I will say a lot of, I haven't read the whole thing, but I've heard, um, a lot of this stuff is actually the least interesting stuff. I've heard him talking about his company with Matt Damon, which sounds really incredible. Um, it sounds like a really cool, compelling, um, interview. Um, but as it relates to James Gunn. Yeah. Don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know either. It just is an interesting caveat when we've got James Gunn and Peter Safran, but James Gunn now being like, okay, I'm Henry Cavill. You're out. Um, I'm, I'm having these hard conversations. The rock. I'm sorry. You're on hold. We don't think we're fucking with you anymore. Like all these things, but then there's a thing that takes place in Shazam again, no spoilers. There's something that takes place in Shazam where I'm like, did you shoehorn this in or was this just something they did? Like what's happening here? And then there's the, um, the fact that he's directing Superman. And then the fact that Ben Affleck is like, fuck no, I would never, which doesn't seem as much to do with James Gunn and wouldn't be weird if James Gunn hadn't said that Ben Affleck was doing it. Well, no, he didn't say Ben Affleck was doing it. He said, we were talking, we're talking about the possibility about it. So uh, sorry that if he hadn't said that Ben Affleck and him were speaking, which Ben Affleck is like, I would never. Yeah. So it's just like, well, they probably, it, it, it was probably like, um, the impression I got 
here's my reading the tea leaves of this is like James Gunn is like, hey man, do you want to direct one of these movies? No, man, I don't want to do the superhero shit anymore. Fuck that shit. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't want to do it. But that would be a two second conversation. Why would Ben Affleck then say, uh, okay, this is what James Gunn said. Met with Ben yesterday precisely because he wants to direct and we want him to direct. We just have to find the right project. Yeah. And I think the truth in there is that, yes, Ben does want to direct, but he does not want to direct superhero movies. But that, but that's all James Gunn's working on. Met with Ben yesterday mm -hmm. precisely yeah. because he wants to direct yeah. and we want him to direct. We just have to find the right project. Yeah. So that sounds like somebody who took – he's saying he took a meeting with Ben yeah. to find him a DC project. Mm -hmm. uh, you had a whole meeting. Yeah. Sounds like Ben has zero interest in doing a DC project. Why would you tweet that? Because at the time they were talking and between now and then, Ben decided, you know what, man, fuck that shit. I don't want to do it. That, that's possible. Yeah. That's a possible explanation. It doesn't sound to me like that's what happened. Uh, all I'm hearing is uh, from Roxy is James Gunn hate. She doesn't believe it. She doesn't think Superman Legacy no. is going to be good. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love James Gunn's work. Yeah. That's yeah. the part that's making me feel confident. Yeah. I really like James Gunn. I just think that some of these conversations that are being had that he's tweeting about, tweeting about, tweeting about, it's yeah. like we would have no reason to believe that you that something's amiss if you hadn't tweeted that you met with Ben and we're going to find him a project. Well, and it's also in his best interest to not be like, fuck no, man, I'm killing everything about the Snyderverse. You know, he's like, no, doors are open. You know, we love these people. You know what I mean? Um, uh, so we will see. Superman Legacy comes out in 2025, summer of 2025. So we've got time. We've got plenty of time to speculate about what's happening. Um and uh, Ben Affleck's doing this because Air's coming out at the end of April. Is that when that's mm -hmm. coming out? Do we know when Air's coming out? Soon. Yeah, Air's uh, coming out soon. Yes, remind me off Air. Did you get the invite for that? No. Okay, we got it. <laughs> okay, we got to talk. We got to talk. We got to talk. I yeah, will yeah. say real quick. I think I think Air is an Apple. Is that an Apple Plus joint or is that an Amazon joint? Um, neither of the. Oh, maybe Amazon, but I think it's going somewhere else first. Let's see. Yeah, it's it's hitting it's hitting theaters first, but it is. Oh my god! Yeah, it's an Amazon thing. Got it. Okay. Amazon. Got it. Okay. This pertains to nothing then, except that uh, Apple TV Plus uh, in a couple weeks is releasing a Tetris movie, and I'm like, why would you make a movie about the origins of Tetris? And then I saw a brief documentary online about it, and it's actually really fucking interesting. The movie does not look like it captures the story well, but the story is actually really fucking interesting. That pertains to nothing now that I know the air is an Amazon thing and not an Apple TV Plus thing, but whatever. Uh, there you go. Uh, let's do ads real quick, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about Shazam 2, The Fury of the Gods. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh my God, we are back. And listen, we're going to have a spoil. We're going to start with a spoiler free discussion of Shazam Fury of the Gods because we're doing this live. And so if you haven't, the people with this just came out, and if you had a, haven't had a chance to watch it, uh, we don't want to spoil it for you. But then we're going to do a spoiler thing. And if you're watching live, you're going to want to leave briefly and then come back. So this is Shazam Fury of the Gods, directed by David F. Sandberg, written by Henry Gaden and Chris Morgan. The film continues the story of teenager Billy Batson, who, upon reciting the magic word Shazam, is transformed into his adult superhero alter ego, Shazam. Um, oh, wait. When I wrote this, it didn't have a Rotten Tomato score. Let's see what Rotten Tomato says now about Shazam. It was like 50-something. Yeah, it's probably not going to be good. I'm going to... Oh, yeah, 54. Uh, it's got a 54% on Rotten Tomatoes and 84% audience score because obviously. Um, critic consensus, more unfocused and less satisfying than its predecessor, Shazam! Fury of the Gods still retains enough of the source material, silly charm to save the day. What's a weirdly optimistic uh, way of phrasing a Rotten Tomato score? A Rotten score. Um... Yeah, so this, of course, stars Zachary Levi returning as Shazam, Asher Angel as Billy Batson, uh, uh, Jack Dylan Grazer as Freddie Freeman, Grace Caroline Curry as Marion, uh, Helen Mirren as Hespera, Lucy Liu, and Rachel Ziegler uh, as finishing out, rounding out the Daughters of Atlas. Roxy, spoiler-free thoughts. What did you think of Shazam, Fury of the Gods? I liked it. I liked it. Um, it's so funny because I put out a review being like, it was cute, and, um, and a lot of people were like, I'm so glad you loved it. Holy shit, I loved it too. And I was like, well, I didn't say that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I did. I definitely liked it. It's not as good as the first one. Agreed. Um, and I really like the first one, but it does have uh, beautiful themes and moments. And, you know, like I, I'm always the parts that always make me cry in a movie or make me um, feel something is when one person needs the support, can't do something alone and yeah. needs the support of a ton of people. Mm -hmm. And like, we're stronger together. Themes really work for me. And there are a ton of people in this movie. <laughs> yes. There are a ton of people in this movie. Uh, I think that the casting was very beneficial for this movie in terms of, I really liked the adult versions of the kids um, mm -hmm. for the most part. And I think that there was, some really cute, sweet things. I love Helen Mirren, Lucy Liu, and Rachel Zegler. I think that they all three are studs. Yeah. So was stoked on that. And um, yeah, just in general, it, it, to me, it kind of felt like an MCU movie, which mm. was a little strange. Like it played very... I don't love Doctor Strange, but it, it just played very like their act structure and when the big bads are revealed and when the world gets very CGI and whatever, <laughs> it, just was, it played very MCU to me. Yeah. Um, not in a bad way, but just in like a, huh, this is interesting. And it was good. Yeah. I think, um, I think it was fine. I, I think your mileage may vary on how much you enjoy Zachary Levi's shenanigans 
um, because mm-hmm. I also liked the original one. And I don't know. I found that it's been four years since Shazam won. And I feel like that's a hard amount of time for the, the nature of this movie of kids transforming to adults. That's too long to wait for a sequel. Obviously, a fucking pandemic happened. Well, what are you going to do? Um, but uh, but it's like, yeah, this should have come out. I think, I think I'd be more engaged with this movie if it came out like two years ago. Um, totally. And I don't know if in that time, if they, I haven't rewatched the original Sazam in a minute. So I don't know if Zachary Levi's performance is different or um, maybe I'm just less patient now or whatever, but I found it very grating. <laughs> I found, I found, I found it very, very difficult. Uh, a lot of his bits. Um, but fortunately, um, uh, Jack Dylan Grazer was there and he's fucking awesome. Like it was like, why he's are so we so awesome? It, why? Why isn't he Billy Batson? Why isn't he the guy we're following? Why is it? So, <laughs> but I feel like it's not. Asher Angel is really good too. He's For really, the, when he's in this movie, uh, here's my here's my problem. Right. And I think it was a problem in the first Shazam, and I think it's um, I think it's been exacerbated here. here. Zachary Levi and Asher Angel are not playing the same character. No, they're uh, not. That's that's the truth. And it is interesting because I do think that Adam Brody is a perfect Jack Dylan Grazer. Yes. However, Zachary Levi is also playing Jack Dylan Grazer. Yes. So it, it is that is interesting. And I felt the same way in the first Shazam. I'm trying to really figure out my own brain right now and like what's real and what's not. Okay. And in the First, after the first Shazam movie, I thought Zachary Levi did such an awesome job. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking like, wow, he really nailed it. Now, in all fairness to him, that was a few years ago. Yes. And Asher was younger mm-hmm. and Zachary was playing the a younger kid, not a teen, not an 18-year-old boy. Yeah, because it's um, very specifically said in this movie that Billy Batson is months away from being 18, 18 which yes. uh, adds complications when you look at uh, Mary. <laughs> like, because like, what? anyway, we'll get into that later. <laughs> Right. So, um, but the the point being that I remember thinking, wow, he's doing a really good job emulating this kid who I think was probably like 13. Yeah. Or something. Well, um, uh, yeah. Something around there. 14? 14. I think the movie takes place a couple years. Like, so 15, I would say 15, 16. Probably. I don't think so. Okay. Or maybe they just played him later. Because I think the, so this movie is coming out four years after the original one. I think in the time span of the movies, only a couple of years has passed. But it's up. Anyway, it's up in the air. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's possible. It's possible. But it was a closer match. Yeah. Um, And we didn't have all the other adult characters to see in comparison how they play that age. Yeah. In this, a lot of the other adults played it much more straight. Mm-hmm. And that was more enticing to me mm-hmm. so it was like by comparison zachary levi was in a movie standing out like a sore thumb yeah and i don't think he did a horrible job by any means but it was not they were not playing the same character and he was so theatrical it felt like he was on a broadway show in a yeah, broadway show like i agree i was ready for jazz hands mm-hmm. and it was like huh what is that but then also I can't help but feel that my brain is being partly clouded by the things that have come out about him recently. It's possible, which, yeah. Which, um, because I didn't feel this last time. And, you know, last time I had interviewed him, he was so lovely to me. And then, like, the stuff recently that has come out about the vaccines and about um, Jewish people, just there's been a few things that have come out that have been like, 
I don't know about this dude. Yeah. And then, so it's no, I don't think it can be a coincidence that I'm like, I don't know about this dude. And then I see him and I'm like, that was not as good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I think it's a combination. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. And I, but I do think it, it, it cause it struck me more and that's and just like you, it's like, okay, trying to figure out my own brain. Have I changed since the first exam? Has the performance changed? Like what, what's changed? Um, cause I don't, I remember not loving, I remember Zachary Levi not being my favorite part of the original Shazam, but if grading on me less than it did here. And I felt like the way I would define it in this movie, again, not having rewatched the first Shazam is instead of Zachary Levi is playing an adult pretending to be a kid, as opposed to playing a kid pretending to be an adult. You know what I mean? Like he's doing like the, the broadest interpretation of what a kid would be. And it's like, he, but also he's about to turn 18 and most kids try to project older and you're literally an adult. I, I just saw an interview with, and I don't know if it's a recent interview. I just saw it uh, with Tom Hanks where he talked about how um, when he was doing Forrest Gump, uh, Zemeckis was like, we got to figure out how to get this kid to sound like you as Forrest. And Tom Hanks was like, well, that's going to be hard. How about I just talk to the kid and see how he talks and I'll base my forest around that. So we spent a lot of time with the kid who was who was from Mississippi, and that's kind of how we developed forest. And it's like that's the right, in, that's a good instinct. Right. That's an even better instinct for this movie where you're literally playing a kid, like you know, to spend time with the kid. How does he think? How does he act? Uh, I think I'm asking too much for what this movie's trying to do. Uh, point being, long no, story but I'm short, I'm so with you. I'm so with you. It did feel like have Zachary Levi and Asher Angel ever been in the same room together? Is yeah. Like- did they talk about who is Billy? Because it's not, there's been versions of Shazam where he's, it's complicated. I'm glad they did the, this version where it's basically a big, where he's, it's the same person. There's versions of Captain Marvel slash Shazam where it's a different person, but they're not, they're the same person. So you all should know, you should have that conversation of who is Billy Bass and what does he want? How would, like, I'd even be tempted if I were directing it, like maybe film scene, Shazam scenes with Asher Angel and look at it with that with Zach and like, okay, what are we, you know what I mean? Like how, how are we interpreting this? Long story short, Jack Dylan Grazer's fucking great. I think the movie knows he's fucking great. That he has a whole subplot that is the most like, it's just every, it's like, man, this kid fucking gets it, man. He's fucking, he was good in the it movies. He's good here. Um, you follow him on social. I do not. Is it a good follow? Um, yeah. He's got like a girlfriend that they're really effing cute together and like always posting different videos and stuff on tiktok and whatever and he's just like really similar to his character in a lot like he but he's a musician too he's very talented yeah he yeah. he's the it guy of this movie he is well, yeah he's the it's stand out of the movie the two standouts for me were him and fucking helen mirren and it was one of those there's a scene with helen mirren that i was like oh you're one of the you just elevate anything you're in just immediately is better by your presence you just improve the whole thing uh she gets a scene with this is probably the best scene with zachary levi she gets a scene with him it's like fuck helen mirren's so fucking good uh, everybody. I have a silly question for you because I couldn't I couldn't figure it out, and then I was like, "Is this a is this a, a I don't know this might be make give me zero credibility ever in life again." But was the girl who was playing Anne the same actress? Uh, Anne being Rachel Zegler's character. No, Anne Anne uh, being the uh, sorry, maybe her name was Anne, the sister. Oh, the Mary. 
Mary, 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 sorry. Yeah, yeah, so it's the same actress as last movie, except in the previous movie, she also had a quote-unquote adult form, whereas now it's the same actress playing both normal it Mary was the same and Shazam. Actress, yes. Right, so she's the only one who's yes. doing both? Which okay. is confusing with, because on paper I get it, she's an adult now, so she, right. there is no adult form. Sure, except what is the line there? Because if Billy's about to turn 18 that, so that's and he's not going to suddenly look like Asher Angel when he transforms into Sh- Asher Angel's not going to start looking like Zachary Levi and Shazam's not going to start looking like Asher, Asher Angel. So I don't know what we're trying to say about how this works. <laughs> I thought I was super confused about it. I was like, that looks like the same person to me. And I get, I get it. Cause she's 18. So there is no adult version of her, but like what is happening here? Also, not a and great. And Jack Dylan Grazer, as we know, says he's one month younger. Younger, good than, point. <laughs> good point. Than Billy Batson, and yet it never comes up about him the same issues in the movie. Yeah, he's not going to um, start looking like uh, what's his face, Adam plays? Brody. Adam Brody, yeah. So, Who also, by the way, not in it as much. Also, does a good. Adam Brody does really good in it. Adam Brody is fucking excellent in everything he's in. I think he's a legitimately underrated actor. Um, the TV show that I had recommended before, Fleischman is in trouble. Yeah. He did such a great job in that. And then the other thing that I just watched was, um, what is that uh, fucking really well-loved horror movie that everybody talks about with uh, Megan Fox with the um Oh, Jennifer's fire- Body? Jennifer's body. I yeah. just watched yeah. and he is so great in that too. He is really good. He like reminds me of Justin Long kind of. Um, I think he's excellent. I love Adam Brody and I love the OC. So it's nice to see that he's just consistently been working. Let's get it's Adam Brody great. and Justin Long into a buddy comedy. Let's do it. They could play brothers. Um, so uh, we had a couple questions in um, the chat. One of them is from Leonard Kim. Uh, do we get more adult versions of all the characters or is it a similar balance to the first Shazam I would say it's actually mostly the adult versions Um, surprisingly mostly with Shazam himself it's mostly Zachary Levi Ashley Angel actually isn't in the movie that much the only exception is and I kind of get why they do this is Jack Dylan Grazer he's the one he is mostly his kid form and I get it because he's fucking great (laughs) There is a big chunk of the movie, too, though, that um, the actor's name is Giovanni. I think that his character name is, let me find it, um, Pedro Pena yeah. Yeah. is the kid version, too. Oof. A couple things that movies like this struggle with, big blockbuster tentpole things struggle with, um, are characters that don't talk a lot. They don't know. Yeah. It's one of my hangups with deciding to make Bumblebee and the Transformers movies not talk. It may- basically makes him not a character because there's not a lot of nuance in those movies. Similar to this, but I think Pedro's bit is that he doesn't talk a lot, which basically means he's not in the fucking movie. Like, he's present, but if I forget that he exists within the film. Uh, the other thing that they don't handle great is having a character that doesn't want to be there sucks the life out of the scene. So, unfortunately, Mary's thing is she doesn't really want to be Mary Marvel. And it's a fucking drag. It's it's it makes it feel like the actress doesn't want to be there, and it makes me think, well, then just don't be. Just why is this happening? And I, and I think it's I think it's less the actress and more directing choice or writing choice. Is Mary supposed to be Billy's love interest? Uh, a good, good question. Um, I think in some of it's. I think in some of the comics, yes. 
but it's, they're also kind of family and she's also older, which does not mean they couldn't be love interests. It, it just typically in these movies, that's not the way things work. However, like you, Roxy, I think this is another, it's like, wait, what are we doing here? Because there's moments where it's like, it feels like we're trying to do that, but it also doesn't work. <laughs> The movie kind of calls itself out on a couple of its love choices. Yes. There's literally a line that's like, why do our kids like older women? Although that's not f- towards Mary. That's no, towards it's a different character that we don't want to yeah. spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'm like, huh, that's an interesting moment. Um, you know, who I thought did a good job was Megan. Good. I think that her she's fantastic. I think she did a really good job, and I think it's because she's playing Darla, the youngest. Yes. Which then I think, like, you can go young. Well, and also it um, feels it was like, like Zachary Levi was playing somebody Darla's age. One hundred percent, and it also felt like uh, Megan Good actually either spent time with the actress or was paying attention to the young Darla's performance because they they play the same character. It's like, yes, I yeah. can see how these two are the same people. <laughs> The girl, Faith Herman, who plays Darla, was one of the um, little girls on This Is Us. Oh, really? She's great in both Shazam movies. She's great. And I interviewed her. I brought her in um, for DC Movie News. And she was so adorable and lovely and just awesome. Cool. And um, her her, uh, mom came in with her, too. And they've just got really good heads on their shoulder about it. Perfect. But I I think that what was... the great there too is that Megan Good probably watched a lot of tape on her mm-hmm. like saw mannerisms and um yeah just she did a really good job being clearly the older version of Darla yes yep. uh yeah just that she nailed it and then I was like oh it's a bummer that the Zachary Levi situation like if, if he had just been he doesn't, he doesn't take anything seriously, and Asher does. Yeah, and Asher, especially in the first movie, I remember, like, Asher's actually dealing with a lot of... Ang- yeah, it's just not the same... It's just not that you're not playing the same person, which is a problem like because that's the basis edgy. of your movie. <laughs> yeah, Asher's, like, a little edgy. Yeah. And, like, a little jaded. And yeah. Zachary Levi is, like, light and bumbling. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't um, make... Uh, yeah it's just and i think that's it's it's not just obviously there's a performance issue there but there's a directing issue there's a writing issue like you totally. all need to get it on the same page of who is billy what does he want why does he want it and how does that how does and, and there would be he would just like i think you can attest to this to roxy there's this me the people watching the show this is performance me this is dj this is on dj yeah this is why i'm so fucking tired after these shows because this is me being on uh and then there's me when i'm just fucking chilling and hanging out there would be that with shazam like when he's shazam mode that would be but that would still be the same person if anything he should be trying harder to be cooler because he isn't trying it's a kid trying to be this adult thing as opposed to somehow he becomes fucking dumber all of a sudden there's one line early on where he says something sucks balls yeah. um as kid version and then later on he says something sucks balls as adult version and i was like see like there's just so many ways we could have tied in more that it's still the same person and like had that teenager in like oh this sucks balls kind of thing but when when adult version says sucks balls, like when kid ber- version said it, it was like, oh, it sucks balls. When adult version said it, it was like, it sucks ball. Like, yeah. and it was like, wait, literally that lo- that exact line is said by him. Just yeah. like do what he did. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, pay attention to it. Let's let's um do another quick break, and then we'll come back and we'll do spoilers. Uh, let's talk about some spoilers and see how this connects. Because we had a question from Mike Joyce: Do you want to see Shazam in James Gunn's DCU? And we'll and this movie does have unlike the first Shazam, which was which had connections to the DCU. This one is even more connected, and which is confusing in the current state that we're in. So we'll talk about that um, after this ad break. All right, we're back. We're going to talk about spoilers. And there's one more critique I wanted to throw out there because it really fucking gets my goat. Uh, but to, to adequately describe it, it is kind of a spoiler. So we're in spoilers. So if you're watching live, maybe like duck out for like 10 minutes. Um, uh, I don't like in the Marvel. You said that you compared this to Marvel movies and a lot of Marvel movies do this too. I don't fucking like it. It's, it's uh, I don't, there's this like, it's bad writing. It's where you introduce an idea. You, you say something at the beginning of the movie, and then you say something else at the end of the movie, and you're like, are complete. It's like, that's that's literally the opposite. That's telling and not showing. You need to show, not tell. So I don't, I fucking hate it when it's like, uh, Billy leaves. There's a specific moment. Billy's leaving with the kids, and he says, bye. I can't remember what the mom's name is. He says, bye, lady. Yeah. Um, and it's like, all right, all right noted put it in the I pin love, or, or i love you mom yeah and at the end she's like i would never ban you i love you mom you didn't do she's not in the movie if you want if this was the arc they needed to interact at least one other time in the movie you can't just say good, <laughs> you can't a good do that arc to have but you didn't do it you yeah can't, and it and i think it tried there was a lot of good ideas in the movie that it never really commit to any of them uh yeah and, that's what i'm saying the themes are there yeah the theme, but the then it doesn't fully commit you're totally right and i'm with you on that moment that struck me as like this could have been in a really beautiful moment if we saw her like really go to bat for him yeah. during any whatever it is show up at the school during any of the times like something if that was if that any, was the choice i think it would have been smarter to, to have that arc with one of the family members that we're gonna spend time with because i don't i don't know that the mom actually fits into this movie all that well but if that's the like, choice you mom, gotta commit <laughs> it was weird too because then at the end it's like she goes over to him and like the dad doesn't and then i was like wait what's happening here why is this like only about the mom now, bizarro pants, but okay. Um, yeah, that was a little strange. And then the thing that I don't love is when the third act becomes just like a CGI um, monsters. Yeah. And that's exactly what this did. Everything was like a CGI monster. And I was like, okay, but I'm more interested in the relationship of Helen Mirren, Lucy Liu, and Rachel Zegler. Yeah. I don't really care about the unicorn taste the rainbow um lion are you caught up on bel-air yes okay so uh, monica i just watched the episode where we're like simply spiked lemonade oh we, we've got a sponsor from simply spiked lemonade and watching this movie when the skittles came up it felt like the exact same fucking thing like it she really literally did. says taste the rainbow twice she says it twice and then she says taste the rainbow mother yeah. and i was like what and she's the young so one yeah and i was like that so doesn't make sense for her character um, that doesn't check out, but like for the most part, uh, just going to what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode, what was a little confusing to me were those post credit scenes. Are we going to talk a little bit about let's fucking do it. Uh, let's, uh, cause one of them, it pertains directly to something that would have made me like the movie better. But first uh, to Mike Joyce's, uh, question, do you want to okay. see in, uh, James, uh, Shazam and James Gunn's DCU? Uh, short answer to that is I don't really care. Uh, but 
Wait, no, before we get to the, sorry, before we get to the post-credit scenes, how does this movie connect to the uh, current DCU? So I, that's what the post-credit scenes are about. Though. But that's before what. we get to the post-credit scene, we need to get to fucking Gal Gadot's oh, Wonder Woman just yeah. fucking showing up. They did do a little bit of the legwork because there's a magic pen that sends letters and he supposedly sent a letter to Wonder Woman. I don't know about you, Roxy. I started hearing murmurs of this. Uh, but I did look. In the trailers. They were in the TV I did, spots. I didn't watch the TV spot. I, I avoided them for, specifically for this reason. And so I didn't know what was shown. And I, and we get a dream sequence early on uh, that we find out later is a dream sequence. And, and so I thought maybe Wonder Woman is in this in the way that Superman was in the last one, where it's just a person in the costume. Mm-hmm. So I, at the end, I was like, oh, fuck, we're really doing it. Uh, this feels like it's coming out of left field. But it does make sense with what we're talking about. Um what did we uh wonder wonder woman's in this movie what do you think <laughs> i i was like is this what james gunn meant when he said we would see wonder woman again <laughs> yes maybe it was uh there she is what if what if roxy think about this what if this is the last time we see, last time we see wonder her. Woman? I don't know. here's something that i will say about her though yeah she's so good it it was a good rem- it was it was a lot like for me it was a lot like henry cavill in black adam where it was a reminder of like oh right i actually do like this like i yeah, do you, want more gal gadot's wonder woman you are like a ray of light a beacon of hope yeah. you are like when she comes in it almost felt like like the rest of this movie was child's play like yeah she's just so good um, and and has a clear understanding, like the way she plays that moment, because uh, it could have been it was dumb, it, but it could have been a lot dumber when he's hitting on her. But she's so good in the like she's so good in the character that it's like it's like oh this is how Wonder Woman react to this stupid situation. <laughs> yeah, I didn't love the you know I'm a lover of love ship or ships. Yeah. Um, I didn't love. The reason I loved the uh, Jack Dylan Grazer or Rachel Zegler love in this is because, like, I mean, and then the kiss was a little weird when she right after she says she's six thousand. Yeah, but, we, I'm right yeah. after she we find out she's six thousand years old, but they're good together. But they got good they, chemistry. They had good chemistry, and it was like of his age, and he liked her based on like he saw her; she was beautiful. But then, like her personality, and they stood up for each other. There was something there. The, I wish that I wish that we heard anything from Billy about like anything other than wonder woman so hot mm-hmm. you know like it just felt like she is the strongest person on the planet she has saved so many lo- like like of course she's the dream girl but it just felt like oh, oh, good, oh, good, oh good. Yeah. she's so hot and yeah. it's like that's wonder woman mm-hmm. like I, I don't know it just felt a little weird um and then that last part it's like i almost thought that they were gonna like I think it would have been really cool if they had killed Shazam. <laughs> and to me, that's a sign that you kind of fucked up on your movie. If you're like, we killed off our main character. Oh, good. That's probably for the best. Actually, can Freddie be Shazam now? Like, can we make Freddie Shazam? <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like, wow. Okay, that's the end of Billy, and now they all are gonna have to deal with it. And if when Wonder Woman came back, she gives the staff power, but she's still dead. But yeah. now the family has. I was kind of like, that works. Yeah. Um, it just felt so corny that he comes out of the grave. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fine. You know, I, di- I didn't hate the Wonder Woman stuff, but like, I shouldn't not hate it. I should, it should be like the best thing ever, you know? Yeah, it should be super exciting. So now, now we get to post credit scene one, which is, 
um, to the two char- to the two characters we always see from Peacemaker, whose names have immediately left my brain. Um, yeah. So, what's the deal with that? Do you think that that was a James Gunn thing or not? According to him, people were were hating on him about it, and he was like, "I the only movie I've cast my wife because it's the one." Um, fuck, I should have him in front of me. Hold on. Um, uh, uh, Harcourt, who is played by uh, his wife. He's like, the only movie I cast my wife in is Suicide Squad. Anything after that, it was not my choice. It happened. It, and it was done before I got this job, is what he said. It was his response. Um, and it do- this does feel like... It, it, it's almost weird that it's here because it feels like it's setting up a thing that we're not doing anymore. Because it actually does kind of align with Black Adam, even though Black Adam did a bad job of defining what is the ju- what what makes the Justice Society different than the Justice League. Um, the impression that was given was that the Justice Society is the government. Waller has the Suicide Squad, which is her Black Ops, and she has the JSA, which is her Justice League, right? And so they're there to and it's and the bits not bad they he shazam thinks he's being invited to the justice league but it's a justice society and he points out he lampshades the fact of like wait what's the difference um but it feels but again this feels like a continuation of the stuff we saw in black adam which we're not doing anymore right i thought right. <laughs> it's jennifer holland is harcourt and steve agee is uh economos got it but they are still he's keeping all the peacemaker characters as far as we know, that is what we have been led to believe. So maybe this does matter. And there has been, they've been very cagey with Shazam because um, fucking Saffron is a producer on it. And so may, if we're keeping our babies, maybe Shazam's one of those. I will say this as a fan, Shazam has never mattered all that much to DC Comics. And I'm fine if he does. After this movie, I'm like, ah, we don't, I don't. I don't need it. I don't, I'm not like dying for more Shazam. <laughs> yeah. I don't hate yeah. the idea of seeing him on. Here's where they fucking fucked up. Roxy. Here's where they, as a comic fan, here's where they fucking fucked up. And I think it's the rocks fault. I think, I think because you got, uh, as, as, as uh, I was telling my wife, this captain Marvel, AKA Shazam for the, it's a big thing in the fucking movie and it's stupid. Captain Marvel was made in like the 30s or 40s. His name was Captain Marvel. He used the word Shazam to become Captain Marvel. Right. That was the superhero name. Marvel, when they had a Captain Marvel character in like the 50s or 60s, they sued DC for the name. I don't know that DC doesn't have the rights to use the name Captain Marvel or they're just choosing not to because why inadvertently help market your rival's b- right. brand, right? So... And and the comic has been called Shazam for a long time. People think the character's name Shazam, so we'll just make the character's name Shazam. The problem, and they pointed this out in the comic, is now Shazam can't say his fucking name without turning back into a fucking kid. <laughs> um, so it's messy and it's stupid. Uh, there's an alter in the Flashpoint continuity is called Captain Thunder. I would just call him that and move on. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, DJ, sh- yeah. How do you feel about the fact that Fire James Gunn is trending number one on Twitter right now? Uh, and- fuck him. Well, one, we haven't seen what he's done yet. I will say this. My two favorite DCU things are the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker, so I'm willing to give the dude a shot. Also, what the fuck? We didn't talk about this in news. What the fuck was Zack Snyder's tweet about? About like incoming message from Darkseid? I didn't see what you're talking about. He, oh, Zack Snyder post tweeted a video of like it's stupid CG computer shit. Like, like, like. Uh, digital lines and shit and then the words come up incoming message from lord dark side 
and it's like, God fucking damn it. Why can't we escape this? I think my theory is I'll see uh, somebody, somebody send this to Roxy. I'll see if I can find it and send it to you. Um, I think it's probably a comic. Maybe, maybe they're going to finish out the Snyderverse in comic form um, or something. I don't fucking know. Um, but it's just like, let it fucking die, man. Uh, here we go. I'm going to text this to you right now, Roxy. Okay. Um, anyway, so in the comics, Shazam has three famous enemies. And no, none of them are uh, the daughters of Atlas, which I think are original to this movie. It's Savannah, who was the villain of the first movie. Mr. Mind, who is post-credit two in this movie. We'll talk about that in a second. Which, honestly, was probably my favorite scene in the fucking movie was the second post-credit scene. Um, and three... Oh, is hashtag full circle yeah that's why i think it's a i think it's going to be a comic continuation of the snyderverse because they came from comics he's going to finish the story in comics full circle i that's my assumption it's been viewed eight million times of course it has uh the other big shazam villain is black adam and it is it has all been been admitted at this point that dwayne johnson wanted nothing to do with the captain marvel or with the shazam movies and so I'm wondering if maybe that's why we did this whole, it's like, okay, we want to do a trilogy of Shazam movies. We're not going to be allowed to use Black Adam, even though that'd be fucking great. Uh, so we'll, I guess we'll save Mr. Mind for movie three and then make up something original for two. And it's like, so the, po- the second post credit scene is Savannah in his prison cell. Mr. Mind shows up. Uh, uh, talking about how he has master plan. It's actually pretty, I thought it was a pretty good bit where Savannah was like, wait, why do I need to keep waiting? And Mr. Mind finally has to admit like, listen, man, I'm fucking small. All right. It takes me a long time to get places. Um, and it's like, I was like Savannah Roxy when he's like, no, I want to do this now. I was like, yeah, that's me. I don't want to deal with the daughters. I, listen, Helen Mirren's fucking great. Rachel Zegler's fucking great. Lucy Liu's fucking great. I want Mr. Mind, man. He could have been the role of the pin. When the moment when they're like, I know somebody in here that can help us. I thought, oh, Mr. We this is how we get Mr. Mind in here. He's because we seated him in the last movie, and it's like, no, it's a fucking Harry Potter shit, which is not the worst influence for these movies, but it's still like fucking. I want Savannah. I want Mr. Mind. I, honestly, I want to see Black Adam fucking curb stomp the whole Shazam. I want to see how the Shazam family deals with fucking Black Adam. That shit's interesting to me. Not this fucking Daughters of Atlas shit. It, and it's so, the mythology is so loosey-goosey. It's like, well, that's, this isn't even Greek mythology. This is just bullshit you're making. Like, this isn't even, this isn't based on anything. And it's so haphazard <laughs> that it's hard to like, whatever. Anyway, that was my feeling on the second post credit scene. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. It's hard to just be even invested in anything that it's like, you, are we never going to see this again? It, like, remember, um, what was it with Joe Manganiello? Uh, the end of was it Justice League? Yes. And nothing ever happened with that. No. Nope. It's like that's kind of like this feels like as this. So should this have just been completely cut? Because is this never going to be relevant? Do you think um we will get? Do you think there will be Shazam three? Do you think it'll connect to the James Gunn's new DCU? Mm. Wow, I'm so 50-50. For a coin flip. It, it depends on how much money this makes. The, the movie so far is not performing. Yeah. So, no. Mm-hmm. Fair. Fair. 
All right. Those are our thoughts on Shazam. Hope you all enjoyed them. Uh, uh, please like and subscribe. No, I don't know. Um, Roxy, where can people check out what you're working on? Everywhere at Roxy Stryer. You can find me at DJ Talks Trash. You can find the show everywhere that matters. Uh, but on Twitter, yank out. Look, yank, sorry. Ah! <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened. Uh, but on Twitter. Yank out the vowels from stupid. Sorry. I, almost took I don't even think you told them that you could find it at only stupid answers, but oh, on Twitter. That's where I fucked up. Okay. On Twitter, you can find, you can find us everywhere that matters at only stupid answers, but on Twitter. Yank out the vowels from stupid. Listen, I, my. You have some vowels to yank out right now, my friend. I know. I'm sorry, everybody. Please forgive me, Roxy and everybody at home. Uh, and we'll see you all next time. <laughs>